Good afternoon, listeners, and welcome to the meeting room, um, a safe space, a brave space to have the hard conversations around racism. And in the last few weeks, um, last few podcasts, we've been focusing on change makers and hope givers. And today we have another two um, who are interviewing very formidable, um, feisty um, black <laughs> women. Um, and I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves to you and tell you a bit about who they are. Nadine, you want to go first? Sure. It's always hard to introduce yourself. But um, my name is Nadine Bowers de Toy. What else can I say about myself? I work at the University of Stellenbosch and I teach community development um, and theology. So that means church and poverty, issues of inequality. And of course, when you talk about inequality and poverty in South Africa, you must talk about race and you must talk about gender. Um, yeah, I don't know, Heidi, you like yep. to. We will explore that more. more. Yes, yeah. definitely. So, my name is Minor. I should have been Major. But hey, here we are. So I'm Maina Guela and I lead a ministry called Beautiful Gate, South Africa. Uh, it's in Philippi in Lower Crossroads and I am married with four sons who are old um, and a, a young one. But my husband and I lead a church plant in somewhere in the suburbs of Cape Town. Hmm. Thank you, Maina and Nadine. And I'm sure we're going to find out a bit more about hmm. who you are as we, we um, progress. Karen, you want to... Hello, listeners. Um, yes, so I have the joy of asking the first question. So um, on this podcast, as Haley said, we want to elevate or lift up hope givers and change makers. And so that's the reason we invited you here, because we feel strongly uh, for both of you and the work that you do. Um, so can you explore a little bit for us, sort of growing up in South Africa, when you grew up, what that was like, um, yeah, and kind of how that shaped you as women? <coughs> oh, now mine is looking at me. This is where I practice my eldership. <laughs> I've gotten the look. Um, so, so I was raised um, by, I would say now there are two pastors, my mom and dad. Um, and I was born and bred in retreat. Interesting enough, I now live there again in the house that I grew up in. Um, and my parents ministered in the areas of Lamadiel Steenberg um, retreat, Pentecostal uh, pastors. Uh, and I think a lot of how I think around uh, the work I do today and the kind of stuff that I speak on has to do with, very much to do with the way that I was raised. Um, my parents were very sociopolitically aware. Uh, one might think that's strange that you had Pentecostals that were sociopolitically mm -hmm. aware. But um, as children, they were both politically active as teenagers, <clears throat> then came to faith. And they were also both Methodists. Uh, and I think they brought a lot of that um, into the way that they ministered. So if we think about it today, we would say that what they did was holistic ministry. Um, they never separated the body, the spirit, the soul. Um, and so today we would talk about community activists or community workers, the way the church is you know, activating for change. That was just what they did. It was just mm -hmm. part of what they did and how they did it. They never talked about it in any sort of grandiose way. 
but I witnessed them and I saw the way that they were advocating um, for change at grassroots, but also within our own denominational structures, which were racially segregated, so on different levels. Um, and then also for, for change in terms of racial segregation, but also in terms of gender segregation. Mm. And they really rooted that in, in scripture, in the, in the belief that, you know, God was a God of reconciliation. God was a holistic God who wanted to see healing and restoration and reconciliation and justice. Mm -hmm. And they also never separated justice from the equation. Mm -hmm. So um, for me growing up, I mean, I saw it at grassroots. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, maybe I also took a little bit, I don't know, not now maybe, but about the way that they lived out the fact that they understood who they were in Christ. Mm -hmm. So even though we're people of color, so-called colored people, um, you know, during the apartheid era, they always lived in a very free way um and understood that their human dignity was given to them by god not by the state mm -hmm. not by any other <clears throat> human being and i think yeah that has really shaped the way that i understand my place um and they taught me we're never above anybody but we're also never beneath anybody mm -hmm. god has given us every space everywhere we walk is ours mm -hmm. to be Mm -hmm. um, and to flourish in, and God has called us to those places and to make changes wherever we are. So, yeah, really, I think my upbringing played a mm -hmm. big uh, role in that, and I actually can't tell my story um, or even do some of the academic work that I do today without talking about that sure. um, rootedness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. yeah that's, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So now the elder is speaking. So, um, so I, I was born in Jujuletois, because it sounds very nice when you say Kukulete Jujuletois. I mean, really, I was born here in Cape Town, uh, raised in uh, old crossroads, um, in the height of Upper Date. So I grew up in the time where my parents were, um, they moved from my grandfather's house and live in, in um in crossroads because you know they're married so they can't be staying with their parents and my dad was living in the escom uh, males cottons you know yeah. um but there's a story for another day <laughs> so my parents were you know like i remember being woken up uh, by the police uh, they would say it's red meaning that they need to run because they didn't have my mom didn't and other women didn't have um the right to be in in cape town or something like that and I remember one day we ended up in prison because as a child, they forgot to put me under the, that there was a big, <laughs> I don't know what's a drum. So there was a hole underneath. So they went in and they forgot about me. And then this white kid, I think probably is like, a, like the age of my kid, my younger kids now. And with a gun pointing at you. And then all I'm doing, I'm pointing <laughs> where they were. So we ended up in, 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 in Mitchell's playing, um, Paul, um, uh, being arrested with my mom and uh, obviously uh, there's no food and then, my, then the, the following day this guy gives me a banana and my mom hit that freaking banana and I was like hey you eat in jail you're gonna come back so um, so I grew up in that time where you were like really scared of um, the, the, the white police and obviously I was not allowed to be a citizen of Cape Town so we went to the Eastern Cape um, so to come back to the Eastern Cape, I needed to have 
a, a pass in a book of life or something and a letter being invited but I was born mm. in Cape Town mm. now I'm not like a citizen of Cape Town so I grew up in a very political um, almost like black power knowing who you are as a black person knowing that white people really didn't like us and we had nothing to do with them um, going to high school where you taught maths by a, a soldier, white teacher, you don't speak the language, but they're teaching you in the in English. I mean, <laughs> I suppose that's why I failed, because you don't understand. And I was very politically aware, my families, and there were a lot of underground conversation waiting for the release of South Africa, yeah. which we didn't know what that looked like. Um, and obviously I was not like uh, my beautiful sister here, I didn't grow up in a Christian home, so I grew up in a, in a non-Christian home, but knowing who we were and knowing that we are like, closer, but we're not wanted as black people. So I think that was, I mean, I remember even uh, in Crossroads, you know, like we didn't have the crackers, so we would use Imbaula, which is like a and we, and the police and our fathers will come and hit you. Because at a certain time, you needed to be inside the house. And the, 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 the violence of the police coming to your house and beat you up because children are playing outside, kind of like that. That's For me, that's the, the, the trauma. But in 1994, I was free by Uncle Mandela. And in 1995, I had this double salvation um, with, with Jesus, which was very strange for me because... Um, I was sent to Musenberg, which I didn't know. I thought it was overseas because we were always like, you know, so we were so segregated that the town that I used to go to was Belleville Station. You, you, you end at Fort Shrekka Road. If you go to Claremont, you end in that with a taxi. So now I was sent to Iwem. So I think my activation was when I, 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 I kind of like became a Christian in Iwem. And, and then I read the passage in, I think it's first John, says, how can you say you love God whom you have not seen and yet you hate your brother whom you have seen? Mm -hmm. And that kind of like activated this activism of like, you know, the, when you read, obviously I was like stuck in, in Ephesians. That's why Ephesians is my, <laughs> is my kind of like book that I like because it was almost like talking about breaking the hostility and then like this kind of like you moved, you know, like we talk about salvation being like a proper transformation and the change and of mindset and lifestyle. Obviously, we'll talk about what my life was on another day, but there was a, a, a real shift where it didn't make sense to me how did then Abadeit thrive for so long if people understand the Bible and if this Jesus is so powerful in changing people's lives um, and why many people didn't change and why people are not changing. So I think like from that moment I had this desire of wanting to see a united South Africa, however that looked like. Because I think like when you're a Christian, you're almost like on an opium or something like that. You're on a constant high because you think everything is possible. You know, and it's not. <laughs> and as as you grow and you're like, oh, mm -hmm. am I understanding this by myself? Or like mm -hmm. so I think like that was I think that is something that I'm still wrestling with. Mm -hmm. Why then other people who knew the, the truth then did not be uh, be so active in changing the South Africa that we live in. So that was that's kind of like my my activation of where I am and how it started and and just seeing that the God who brings people together mm. um, 
Because when I went, uh, I used to, <laughs> when you dream as a black person, maybe not the young ones, if you dream of a white person, they say it's a nightmare. And then I was stuck with four live <laughs> ones every day. <laughs> they didn't know what to do. But the thing is, the Bible gets opened and the spirit opens. And I, I still, I still, I'm still like, when I think about it and thinking that the church is the hope of the world mm. and thinking why then so many Christians do not see what that book of Ephesians talks about. Mm. The, actually, the entire Bible of bringing people together mm. and the freedom that, you know, we just uh, celebrated Freedom Day, the freedom that we still do not have. Anyway, let me not be preaching now. No, actually, so I, I, I hadn't, there's obviously there are other questions, but just linked to both um, mm. what, what you've said now, how your faith um, interacts with mm. your, with, um, who you are and your and your activism, and I, I I'm specifically asking this question because I think lots of young people would like to know. Um, I think as sometimes as oldies we happy to toddle along, but I don't know what I said. Oldies, oldies are toddle along. The wise, ones. the wise ones. Okay, the wise ones sometimes. But how do you? Um, we know as Jesus followers, like what power and and. Uh, it, the way he walked on the earth when he did like how do you still remain in your faith given um, mm. that you're still asking the questions that you asked in 1999 mm. that's a good question <laughs> I know I'm sorry it's a bit left it's a bit left but I think uh, you know uh, I think my dear sister, who is more academic than me, will come and bring it in the most very... If, if, Are you sure about that? <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think Nadine said something, and something that I think is fundamentally wrong that we keep on talking about, not her, all of us, that continues and perpetuates this whole thing of race. And that is, I think that's a key problem. I'm gonna come back to your question because I forgot what it was, but I want to t I want to talk about this and then you can talk about but the question. Yeah, about the question because I think like the bigger problem is that we all keep on saying we're different races, mm. but God created one human race, and the, the, I, I was watching actually um, a, a, a documentary about uh, Sobukwe, and um, you know with the twenty first. Uh, of March, you know, mm. in March, mm -hmm. and then he is in trial, and then he asked this judge, says, "Sir, are you saying that God created different races?" And then, and then he says, "Yes," and then he says, "No, sir. He mm. created one race, human race." Mm. And the guy, um, in Karen's face, people turns red, and then says, <laughs> "No, on, are you saying we are equal or we are the same?" And then he says to him, "Yes, sir." Mm. We are. And I think we as Christian and people that talk about justice, we need to start activating that there is only one human race. Mm. Mm. Human, humanity. Mm. Then everything else, because we continue, because the assumption of like different races, it means that we are created differently. The pigmentation and the cultures that God has created are different and they should unite us and make us to be excited. But when we think of a dog and a human, where you know there's species of animals, but when God talks about humanity, he talks about one human race. Mm. But now you can answer you ask your question. Maybe Nadine still has the answer, but I wanted to double click on that <laughs> one. Because I think it's something that <laughs> yeah. we need to start thinking about yeah. more often. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So I mean, look, I mean, here's the thing. What happened with like just on this thing because it's just it's 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 a big it's a big question, and I think mm. the Subukwe, um notion is is one that almost well okay. There's this talks to the MC that there was, <laughs> there was a different understanding, mm. um, and I think maybe that's why a lot of uh, so called color people went to the PAC because they mm. had that the humanity, the humanity, but. Problem is that we were dehumanized yes. and we were put into these racial categories. So if you think about our constitution, often people who are colorblind, that's not what mine is saying. Mm. Um, no. But we are we would like to work to a point where we where we don't see color because we've been yes. so but for now we need to acknowledge and that's not what you're saying either. No. We need to acknowledge that we would we were not we are all one humanity. We were created beautifully and we have uh, histories and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, but our lived experiences, our lived experiences yeah. are different. And the way that, for example, poverty and inequality plays out mm. is racialized. Mm. So it's always that tension. Mm. Yes. Um, but in the purest e- essence of what you meaning and what mm. Subuku mean, that is, uh, I mean, that yes. is, mm. is what we should be striving towards. Yeah. And talking about it talking more about often, it. Yes. and not and not perpetuating that with different races. Mm. Yes. We are different cultural groups mm. because because someone I say yes, I'm not racist because they don't see me and Nadine as as, as people. It's us and them. Mm. We are human. That's yeah. it from a Christian perspective, mm. and and we are not different races. We are one human race. We are different cultures and beautifully. Mm. God defined us in these, you know, we've got nice lips, others want to inject themselves to have our lips, <laughs> and then others have no hair, and then we burn our heads because we want hair, you know? But what was your question? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, mean, I think you gave the context. So, mm. The so, question was, what keeps us... Yeah, so yes. what keeps you still... Yes. Serving um, Jesus. The, yes, serving <laughs> Jesus, or believing in Jesus. The Jesus, Jesus himself. The, yes, the Bible. I mean, yeah. my yeah. problem is... Us Christians are selective in the way that mm. we read the Bible mm. because we're influenced by this westernized, sure. dualistic, dichotomous, separating kind mm. of understanding. Um, we we don't read the prophets mm. properly. <laughs> and Jesus, for me, like I think the thing that I always go back to is Jesus, right? Mm. Not to say that this mm. the rest of the, the canon is, is, is nothing. Yeah. But if I look at Jesus' interaction and the nature of his interactions with people who are marginalized, with people today who we wouldn't want to look at or mm. who we would dehumanize or we would see as the other, I'm like, oh my goodness. Um you know, it's convicting to me when I mm. when I when I read about about Jesus's interactions with mm. people, maybe even I would look down. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think for me, the the witness in Scripture mm. is actually quite clear. I'm just mm. convinced that we we don't like reading those bits, and the lenses that we have mm. um, are very Western, mm. and the way that preachers preach is to skip over mm. or spiritualize. Mm. A lot of Jesus' healing interactions, for example, what, what I've been really interested in is a lot of um, the healing stories mm. are not just about physical healing. They're all about physical healing, and I'm a Pentecostal, and I believe that Jesus mm. can save, deliver, and heal, and demons, and all that stuff. But 
the healing interactions are so much more than that. Mm-hmm. It is usually like a social healing. Mm-hmm. There's sometimes even an economic healing. Mm-hmm. There's a religious community healing. Mm-hmm. Um, like all taking place within that one story. Mm-hmm. But we only read it in one way. And yeah. then some of us only believe in healing today. That's a whole other <laughs> that's a whole other saga. <laughs> so what's the point then? Mm-hmm. So for me, like on the days where I'm discouraged and I'm like, oh, you know, Lord, why can't you just all take this away? Mm. You know, mm. um, then then I go and read the Jesus, I can read mm. Jesus stories again. And I can understand that God's given us the scriptures. If you look at the prophets, mm. things were not rosy. Mm. When you confront injustice, expect pushback. Mm. Expect that the prophet will not be recognized, mm. expect that the prophet will be persecuted or banished mm. or, you know, mm. um, because it's sin, mm. you know. So that's the thing. I mean, racism is a sin. Mm. That's the thing that we are. When, when you know it's sin and when mm. you know, mine always jokes that on another podcast I said, <laughs> racism is from the pit of hell. No, you didn't say with that passion now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's from the pit of hell. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you know those things, yeah. then you know that, like, then it's against, it's against what God shalom, it's mm. against God's, yeah, what God wants for humanity, mm. um, and then you can go with another day. Mm. I think mm. for me, it's, it's, it's agreeing with you, Nadine, with the whole scripture, and I think, like, it's also asking people, if you say you are born again, mm. Mm, what part of the Holy Spirit that is working in your life to be made more and more like Christ mm-hmm. every day? Mm-hmm. Because there is a transformation in salvation. Mm-hmm. There is change. There is, there is letting go. I think as you're saying, reading the scripture, there is almost like a, a radical transformation and mm-hmm. change that makes you to say, if it's not, God, not right with God, it should not be right with me. Mm-hmm. If Christ came and broke those walls of hostility between the Jews and the Gentiles, which all of us are sitting here as Gentiles. And then sometimes white people assume that they are the Jews. (laughs) That's how they represent themselves. And then everyone else is a Gentile. And the contextual understanding Mm -hmm. of the gospel and the Bible and the prophets, and knowing that God gave his son to deliver and reunite and rebuild, I am more of your sister Mm -hmm. than my relatives who are not Christians. Mm -hmm. That means that... I need to have a desire every day. Obviously, we are sinful. I mean, we talked about we get tired, but I think it should not, we should not be comfortable when this big sin of racism is alive in our community and the way that we talk to each other, where the Bible is clear, we are brought by the blood, we are brothers and sisters, and Christ comes and says, I am here to heal all of you. And then he goes counter-cultural. Totally mm. counter-cultural. Completely. Mm. So if he does that, then why do we get tired mm. of trying to fix this problem that was created by us, mm. not by God? So I think what keeps me going sure. is that knowing that I'm not doing this by myself. Mm. I have the power of the Holy Spirit. I think that's the key. Mm. That's the key. So when we're doing this mm. work, often we, 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 we are just as dualistic. Yeah. You know, we fight with the same mm, tools yeah. that the other activists mm, fight with. I don't mm, want to say I'm mm. an activist, but anyway. But I, I mean, I'll never, I'll never forget <laughs> one day. I came from a meeting on 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 Central Campus, and I do um, 
No, it's not that glamorous, but but I'm part of the transformation infrastructure mm. at the university. And I just felt as I walked back, I started praying. Mm. I'm praying being tongues under my breath, walking back. Mm. And because I realized it mm. is a spiritual battle. It is a spiritual mm. battle. But we take so much of it on ourselves. Mm. Uh, not to say that we mustn't be activating, but I mean there is a spiritual dimension mm. to this. And mm. I think that after that I was like, actually God, I'm giving it to you. Mm. I've done my bit, um, but mm. also the battle isn't mine. Mm. And it's a community it's thing. Mm. Because I think I think when we fight racism, we fight with the same attitude and mindset yeah. of the people that perpetrated it. It's a how-to. Mm. It's a relationship. Mm. If I have a relationship with God, who is my father, mm. then I need to be understanding that you as a white woman and you as a colored woman and you as a Burundian and you as whoever, you are my sister mm. because Christ mm. made us yes. to be... A, yeah. When you adopt children, mm. you don't say, oh, the mine are white, these ones are not mine because they have your name and surname, they are your mm. children. And therefore, whatever you do, you are working to make sure that I am providing for my family. Mm. I am creating a space for my family. So when we live the life of wanting to see the, the justice and, and unitedness of Christ, mm. we look at people and say, these are my siblings, mm. and we want to fix this thing together. Sure. And mm. then this is where we talk, we talk about this, Nadine talks about, it's not alone. It's the community, it's the mm. village, it's the people. The church, it's a, it's a people, mm -hmm. it's not the buildings mm -hmm. that we're going to, but also like we also need to dethrone our own cultural mm -hmm. understanding when we come to these issues, because we come, oh no, you know, like we talk about compartment, uh, African, that's why alcohol is very important, I think African and color, because we want to know that your life has changed because your students say you are saved, mm -hmm. meaning everything of you. Needs to be representing Christ. I know, like maybe some people say, "Oh, that's too like pressurizing." No, because if I'm not transformed, what has the gospel did? That woman didn't bleed again. The man saw again. There's a there's a complete and a continuous change when you have an encounter with Jesus. So we we are passionate about this because I know what Christ has done for me. My life is completely nothing without Him. The fact that I continue when I have been brutalized mm. and, 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 and token down, talk, I mean, that's not, this is English, yeah. talk down to, talk yes. down, talk to, talk to, and, and you wake up and say, these are my yeah. sisters. Mm. And you don't, you don't want to go and kill people. Mm. You say, because I am going to spend eternity with them. Mm -hmm. It's important for me to fix my relationship. Most of us don't give up on our, on our feminist mm. relationships. Even when you have, there is that yearning that one day it will be sorted out. Mm. So that is, the, that is the reason that we wake up and say, we want to do this mm. thing. But I, I am judgmental. I'm just declaring. But <laughs> how do you continue to say you're a Christian and yet you don't see people as the way God sees them mm -hmm. and you desire mm. the best for them? What kind of a Bible are you reading? Mm. What kind of a Jesus are you following? I mean, that's in the There's Bible. a religiosity. True born-again people's mm. lives are transformed on a daily basis. Even when you say, and the Holy Spirit said, excuse me, now you repent. <laughs> Even when you want to break up with Jesus, it's like, and then you're going away. I'm like, okay, let's just fix it and let's be better together. <laughs> that is the Bible, yeah. right? That is Christianity. 
even when you see somebody at the you know, the worst one and they're at the shops, ne? We want to travel and can talk about them. You see it and you do nothing and the Holy Spirit is like, okay, excuse me. They are created in my image. Can you do something in love? Let me be quiet. Sure. So an, ob an observation is the, the only white Christian in this group. is, um, And this struck me listening to another conversation with two black men on a similar note. Um, so your grace and willingness. So I, so I, what I'm hearing is you. It's because of Jesus you're carrying on. But on this side of the table, white people in South Africa, particularly Christians, are not having the same kinds of conversations with one another. We're not saying there's a process that needs to be happening in me as a white person to undo the thinking and the actions. I don't want to use words that are, are going to cause people not to listen. But So we, we could have a word um, for what I'm saying. So I'm sorry if it's a bit wordy. But, um, you know, looking at myself, like what is my sin as a white person on this end? I'm not having those conversations with my fellow white people. And, and that is, yeah, I mean, just publicly to say that is, it's shameful. And... And as you say, Maya, it's hard then to, like, what Bible are we reading? What what gospel are we believing? What truth are we holding to if we're not doing that work? Well, which Jesus are we following? Or we're not, we're not allowed, sorry. The one who told You're not allowing God to do that work in you. Yeah. Because I, I hear what you're saying, Nadine, like there's the wrestle between, um, you know, how many tools we're using from the world. And, and those are all helpful things. They're all um, helpful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But at some point, you know, it is the work of the Lord in us using the resources. The question you guys have to ask yourself, yeah. what part of leave everything, carry a cross mm. and follow me? How does that look like for a white person? Mm. In South Africa. Mm. In like, the world. What does yeah. that look like? Yeah. In the world. Because this is a this is a this is an mm. international sin. Mm. Everywhere white people have been, <gasps> there's mm. always pain, trauma, and sure. taking over sure. and dehumanizing people. Sure. Now we're not talking about non-Christians. We talk about people who are saying we are mm. filled with the Spirit of the Living God. Yeah. The fact that every single day, even though I was beaten by, by the police, even though many things were done, my parents mm. were made to be called boy and a girl, mm. and saying, I can be your friend. I can see Christ in you. Mm. And we, as people of color, still willing to have this conversation. And yet, every single time we are accused, we are given names, we are, we are labeled. And our, our, our reasoning of continuing is not mm. for you. It's because we mm. believe in who saved us who wants this reconciliation to happen. But at the same time, we do get tired. Mm. I think, for me, white people need to do their work. Mm. Because unless they have that, we're still at disadvantage. I know people say, oh, no, now the bloody ANC is like running now, but black people are doing well. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not. We would not have the shirts. We would not have all the problems that we are having right now if people are doing but the fact that even when we sit, when we when we come for employment, when we do things, you don't see me as the sister. Mm -hmm. You don't even want to know the value that I bring, that you were not privileged mm -hmm. to see when you were young. Mm -hmm. We were privileged 
to be displayed at your parasol mm -hmm. if there's such English mm -hmm. that our parents came to you. Mm -hmm. So you know, we know about you, but you think you know about mm -hmm. us, but the relationship, mm -hmm. it's not like a TV program, it's not observed on the screen. It's the journey that you walk with people. The fact that we are able to talk to you comfortably, mm -hmm. we've walked the journey with mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. We're comfortable in what we are mm -hmm. doing, but we also, our desire is the liberation of every single person. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the healing of Jesus that Nadine mm -hmm. was talking about is not only on the, on the victims, it's mm -hmm. also on the perpetrator. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Dethroning yourself, it means that Jesus, we'll talk about Prince William, né? because that's the one white people know. <laughs> he can never come and live in the shack and be nobody. Mm. But the king of heaven and the prince of heaven mm. dethroned himself. His parents were not even able to offer a decent sacrifice for him. They offered a dove. And then he leaves a poverty. He, I mean, in the Bible, there's like streets of gold and milk and don don. It's beautiful there. But Jesus comes so that every single person can find identity in him. So that is the work that every Christian needs to work and say, how do I take off and say I'm going to fall? But the love of God's people, that's why I'm saying like, if we think of ourselves as family, even the naughty scholar, you will visit them in Bosnia because it's your relative. So when do we begin to see ourselves as relatives? Because that will change the way that we look at one another. But I get very passionate here. Let me, my <laughs> professor must speak. I'm sitting up and I like, oh, what can I say? <laughs> okay. Mine is talking about kenosis. <laughs> I don't pay for that, but no, I mean, this whole, this whole thing that you talk about, I mean, Philippines too, right? Mm. I mean, that's, that, that's it. I mean, Hmm. This almighty God coming and in human form, self-emptying, and hmm. no, and, and this is exactly the thing. Hmm. I mean, I think that my people struggle to do because hmm. of, and, and we also not allow it, but we say, no, but that is what they do hmm. because apartheid and colonialism, hmm. we've got a double whammy of it, hmm. has taught all of us. White, black, colored, Indian, pink, whatever, green, that you're in a racial hierarchy. Mm. And this is how you behave when you're white. This is how you behave when you're so called colored. This is how, um, which is not, oh God, as you were saying mm. earlier on, right? So that self emptying thing, mm. and, and I, what I often see is when you present this challenge to whiteness because mm. sometimes we say white people but we actually mean whiteness mm. we mean a system mm. right mm. people can buy into that mm. system mm. through their actions mm. and their behaviors they don't have to be part of it no. you white person you don't have to be part of whiteness you don't have to buy into whiteness and into the sins of the past mm. and the present mm. you can you can unshackle yourself from that mm. um but we buy into mm. it and this whole thing of um, we now it's like a you know a, a, now white people we are uh, it's reverse racism. Mm. It's not reverse racism because most people haven't given up anything. Mm. Racism yeah. is attached to power, mm. and so you're talking about giving up power, mm. laying mm. down, which is essentially a Christian mm. thing. 
and and somebody asked me once because I spoke about this, but this was chaotic. What what what? It, uh, it sounds yeah, but what, 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 so, so now you're asking for privileged people. This is an international conference. Mm. For privileged people, white people to give up power. Like, is, is that for everybody? Must everybody mm. be canonic? I said, no, our power is taken away from us. Mm. We, we, we didn't give it away. So for us, it's a different kind of thing. We might you know? have to fetch it. We might have to go fetch it. And um, the conversation around power is oh, so uncomfortable for the church. They don't like this word. But it's interesting because Jesus, he's the most powerful being. And yet, how? so what, what did he do with power? He laid it down. Mm-hmm. So and, and, and subverted it. And subverted the powerful. Mm-hmm. In the, if you look at the Pharisees and the, mm-hmm. the Sadducees, they mm-hmm. were the most powerful. And he subverts so the interaction we're, with him. We've not been asked to do something that he hasn't done. Exactly. And, and so it's re-looking exactly. re at who has power and what... What we can do with that, mm-hmm. and and you know, I struggle with and trying to understand why that's such a difficult conversation to have. I think it's to under it's going back to the basics. Mm. What does it mean to follow Jesus mm. for a white person? Yeah. What does it mean to follow? Jesus? Because we also need to say, I am also powerful. Mm. I am cre- because it's and not it's yeah it's not yeah. a one way because Actually, we yeah. we we suffer from inferiority complex. Mm. What does it mean? Mm. It means that we do not believe that God created us and we are good enough. Mm. That is the, our question, and that is where we rise. Mm. And how we rise doesn't necessarily means we need to be aggressive. Mm. Yeah. It means that we rise. So I'm saying like both of yeah, us. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. How do we come to the cross? But I always say um, to to um, I was chatting to to Cindy who was my PA and about the power of white people. I said like white people mm. are always looking at tasks before people. Mm. People of color they look at people before tasks because 100. everything is built in relationship. That's why I'm taking us back to the family. Mm. You're gonna have to think about where how do you look at your family, mm. how those relationships look like, and do you see that every single person. Because no one is born, born again. Mm-hmm. No one. Everybody has to submit. And then everybody has to say, now I have a new family mm-hmm. that has been chosen from A child that mm-hmm. is adopted did not choose the family. Mm-hmm. The family chose them. So when we come to Jesus, he chooses us. Therefore, we already have an existing family. So we need to figure out how to work with that family. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... So, listeners, that wasn't one of the questions that just came up. We go where this conversation leads. Um, <laughs> um, so, so <laughs> my, yours is a mainly you lead a Christian organization, yes, okay? I and do. Nadine works in. I mean, Nadine is a prof uh, of theology. So, hence the question with your faith and how you navigate. But how do you navigate leading? As, as two women of color, mm. um, in uh, say, in inverted commas, a post-apartheid mm. country. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's not easy at all. 
And it's not easy because I don't think we have done the work of transformation in South Africa in the way we would like to mm. uh, give ourselves credit. Because systems, mm. BE system, is not really, they didn't engage people in terms of like how do they want to be coerced in these positions. Mm. It's taking that picture and putting it in the other side of the room, it's still in the room. Mm. It still does the same thing that it did. Mm. Mm. I think, even though I'm leading mostly like black people, black leadership is not respected. Mm-hmm. Because it's attached to so many things that were created by the system that mm-hmm. we are in, in, inadequate, we, we corrupt, we don't know. And yet if you think of the African system, there's a beautiful, beautiful way of leading that understands that work happens because people are engaged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Community is engaged. Mm-hmm that there is a process, not the reaction. So if, not all, if you think of most Western system and the culture, it's a, everything is like quick, it's decision you make it, mm. and it's about how you will get there. Mm. But when you get there alone in the community, you are alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you think of all our families, there's always a family meeting. That family meeting, everybody's voice is heard. But the wise man, the father of the house, will make a ruling mm. because he has heard everybody's opinion. <clears throat> Even though he came to the meeting knowing mm. <laughs> what decision he's going to make, including women and children, are invited. Mm. But people know the African mm. culture from, oh no, there's patriarchy. Mm-hmm. There's systems. That happened. So when when we lead like this, sometimes I feel like there is a failure because we don't want to accept who we are because the funders and everybody who gives mm. you expecting mm. a different person. But when you put a black person or a person of color, mm. then that organization needs to realize things are going to change. Mm. Things are not going to be the same way that were before the mm. other person. Mm. South Africa is not going to be the same. Mm. Sometimes I think like. Um, I'm no fan of the ANC, no anyone, maybe I am. But I think the failure is that 99% when we lead in these spaces, we still want to mm. please the, the mm. previous master. Mm-hmm. We are so scared to say, actually, this is how I am and this is where I will take us. Mm. Others have hundreds of years mm. to make sure that their leadership is taken, is understood, is accepted. Mm. Yeah. But for us, we don't have that space. Mm-hmm. And then when you are... You are given again names. But how can you lead with chains? Mm. You can't. You cannot lead with chains. So we are need we are you know, like even the the, the broken English, which I call Klinglish here, it's 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 one of those things. How do I express myself as a closer woman mm. when I'm using gestures? Then somebody you are an angry black woman. No, I'm not. I'm expressive. Mm. So I think it's very, very difficult, but at the same time. We, I feel like we're always leading in eggshells because you don't want mm. to break the system, but you also don't want to be conforming. Mm. Sure. Anyway. Sure. So it's almost like you... Uh, it's, it's a bit of assimilation because you're trying to, you know, you're in the system, but instead of, instead of uh, deconstructing the total system, you're trying to navigate that being 
uh, a woman of color. Yeah. <laughs> and also, like, you are aware that even your own, that's the sad part, hmm. even your own do not believe sure. in black leadership. Mm. Even our own, if our own people believed in us, we would thrive. Mm. Black people, they think you're better when you are using white systems. Mm -hmm. But even in that, sure. the minute current comes, there's an assumption that Karen is the leader. Sure. I'm the follower. And then Karen also has, like, a, I call it a white sovereignty. Karen has a right to tell me how I should be doing things without asking me. Somehow now she's decided. And then obviously, we, we beat ourselves when we go home because obviously sometimes because of like that relationship mm. you're like did she just say that mm. to me and then did I let it go like a fourth of July and then I went away now how do I get back and mm. be like is it going to be petty you know we, mm. as, as, a, as a person of color there's so mm. many conversations mm. sitting in a meeting and trying to think how do I respond mm. whereas Karen can just they come they're like da, 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 da. they were not even invited to speak but now they always think that they have something to say Okay, now you are trying to like do like a like you're thinking, am I reacting? Am mm -hmm. I, how will I be seen? How to you know, like you don't even know now you're driving in your car, you're crying, you're phoning, mm -hmm. you like I was in this meeting, I don't know what it was, and then you come to your husband, and then like, of course, then they, they have they fix us, I'm not asking you to fix, yeah. I'm asking you to listen. Like, listen, just listen, okay, but I'm like, I don't want a but, just can you listen? But I said, okay, person does something that then our own people say ah that's why people they, they always do that mm. they get away with it and mm. we don't you're scared about so many things mm. there's like this anxiety of leading and worried if like things don't work well it, it mm. how, how so you can see how do you see but also like there's a there's a self yoke mm. i'm representing many young mm. black people in south africa I'm representing so many people of color. So I can't if, fail. I can't fail. And then you're on your own. Mm. And then when you come with the others, the ones who have made it, you feel inadequate. You're like, oh, the, even the English, I got, are you a Valkyrie? You're like, yo, I, I don't even know how to answer. Mm. So it's like all those kind of things. It's like a, a white kid could come and lead there, and then they will come and, and change everything. And then all of us will follow and complain behind the scenes. Mm. Sure, sure. Anyway, speak. I'm going on. I get so passionate about these things. I'm just listening. Yeah. <laughs> what has your experience been like, Nadine? Because you've got a slightly different. Got a different look, yeah. it's, a, it's a different context, right? It's a completely different context. Um, I mean, academia was, I always say, it was never created for us. <laughs> um, from, you know, from pre mm. it was it was never created for us. Mm. So it's essentially a system that was created to serve colonial interests mm. and then of course apartheid interest in South Africa. Mm. Of course I work in a university that is known for having upheld the system and even produced some of its greatest thinkers. So I mean within that space mm. I think that as a so my history with it is also that I came in as a student mm. and I came in like I said, being raised by parents who said everywhere you go is your place to go. Mm. Even when we were still, you know, we still, we'll just say it was still apartheid, I you said, mm. you know, post apartheid, in inverted mm. commas. So, <laughs> my naivety when I was younger, but I think now I have stepped into it, 
is that every space I enter is my space because mm. it's God's space. Hallelujah. And so it's our space. And so, you know, that often, uh, in my context, as a student, but even today I feel that when I enter certain mm. spaces, it, it disarms people. Mm. They don't actually know how to deal with me. Mm. Um, mm. And I'm actually okay with it. I think mm. at the beginning I was like, what's mm. going on here? Then I realized, oh, that's what it is. Oh, okay. But I was with Stace, but it's my view. So the Westerns, I, I'm just myself. Mm. And I'm just who I am. Mm. That doesn't mean, like Mina said, that when we come into spaces, we don't sit with all those questions. Mm. So even if I'm entering that space, and I'm claiming that mm. space, and I'm operating in it in my sovereignty, <laughs> <laughs> Mine. Um, it doesn't mean that I'm not sitting with the historical baggage mm. even of my ancestors when mm. I enter that space mm. um, and all the what's and the wherefores and the mm. how's I mean one of the biggest things I think um, is this whole question of am I token yeah. in a white space mm. am I token now been very interesting to me because I think in the last um, few years now, on an international level, I'm often the token African. Mm-hmm. And one of the things where I've tried to exercise the whole notion of, I know, and I asked my mother this one, I said, Mommy, I feel these people are asking me because they think I'm going to be the African token. Mm-hmm. Or in South African setup, I'm going to be the, Af- the, the token person of color, mm-hmm. right? In, in what was a white space before. And she doesn't matter what they think. Mm. It doesn't matter what they think. You know why you're there, but you better make sure that you represent. Mm. If you See, there's mm. another pressure there. Yeah. Mm. You better make sure you represent. And so I remember this one international organization, so they were targeting me and I knew they and they approached me and they said, We want you to be on this international executive committee, academic society, very, very famous one. And I said to them, I'm just telling you, and I, to, I said, I have to think about it. Mm. I have to think about it. I people said, are you mad? Think about it. Do you say yes to these things? So now I never just say yes. I have to think. And I don't, never, I don't think I was as spiritual as I said, I would pray about it. Mm. <laughs> I have to think about it. And then I came up, okay. But I said, but I'm not going to be your token. Mm. I remember them looking at me. didn't know what to do with that. I said, I'm not going to be your token. Mm. Know that if I'm part of this, I'm going to ask those difficult questions. Mm. I'm going to ask those uncomfortable questions. Mm. Yeah. But it takes a lot of one. Mm. It takes a lot out of one mm. to be always doing that for the responsibility to always be on you to, in almost every single space, mm. to even when, and even when you are, 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 are in a space where now... Um, it's actually maybe 50-50 or, you know, there's even more people of color in that space. But some of those people are still colonizing their mind. To still have to be that person putting Mm. up their hand and asking that Mm. question. Everybody, and you can just feel them going, there she goes again. again. Mm. Like, can she just, you know. Mm. So, and and even the whole thing of you then becoming the savior sometimes also Mm. in that situation where you are the voice. Mm. And you like it because you can be the savior. Yeah. Um, and then other people, you you just let you become the voice. Mm. And afterwards, they say, "Yeah, I agreed with what you said," mm. but they didn't speak up in mm. meeting. That's the most irritating. Part. That is the most irritating part. So I, I mean, 
there's lots. There's lots you can say. That's just what's coming to my um, mind now. And being unspiritual or being too much, yeah. you know, as a as a woman, as a woman, and then a woman of color, and you're angry, mm. the angry black woman, um, or the agitated, or you're the activist. Or they're looking at you in the conference, in the conference, or whatever. What are you gonna say? No, whether <laughs> how your gestures are looking like, <laughs> you know. Um, but I think. I think we have to represent we the voiceless. Yeah, um, I think I, I, people are triggered by me. It's fine, I'm triggered by them too. So mm -hmm. I have to own the space and remember that I'm not... Again, as a Christian, you're not representing yourself, as especially as a Christian leader. You are also like a representation of the voiceless. Mm -hmm. So our work is not just us being the, the big mouths, mm -hmm. but also our work is discipling mm -hmm. and walking a journey with people in the room Acknowledging that there's a rising talent, and how mm. do you and how do you make space for, for that talent? Because ultimately, the danger <coughs> is that you can just sit in that space and be the and only just one. be the only one, and be then you are the token, yeah. mm. then you become the token. Mm. Mm. If yeah. you're not yeah. in that space to make space, mm. and um, also like you, you, it's a tiring thing because you are observing that. When do I speak to everybody? Where do I have individual conversations mm. with also the white people? Mm. That I'm thinking that they are allies, but they are mm. they there's also they are lost scope. So you they need some mm. guidance because they are fighting, but also like reminding them that mm. we have voices mm. to fight for ourselves. Mm. Because there is also a power in them when someone is like fighting for you, mm. but then there's no liberation for you when mm. every time people are have decided to be deputy to you mm. Mm. because then then you might as well be just like a token mm. Mm. I think we're in spaces because we want to see a long-term systems change mm. Mm. you know um, and we don't just want to see that system changing but also we are aware how to give people space to live mm. and dream again Mm. Because they look at you and say, if this minor can do it, yes, that's beautiful. I can do mm. it. But at the same time, they can say, yo, she's kept. Mm. I don't want to be like her. Mm. She's captured. You know, she's mm. captured. And also there are times where you need to be vulnerable yeah. and say to people, it is not easy. Mm. It's not easy. Mm. But as a leader, you can't always... See, that's, a, that's that like dynamics. You can't always be showing the weakness because mm -hmm. now you are a representation of people but also you can't be always fighting mm -hmm. it's like it's i think we are a bipolar to be quite honest not to look <laughs> not not being because that's how we need to function you know i, I mean mm -hmm. i'm trying to be rude in mental illness mm -hmm. but there's like that there's personalities mm -hmm. that keep on coming mm -hmm. and we don't get um and sometimes you don't get credit mm -hmm. for it and like that's why it's tiring because you think if Christians were on the same page, there would be many of mm, us, many of us, yeah, doing different things mm. in support. Even in the stasis system, mm. we all want to individualize glory. Mm. Like mm. we not, we need to learn in the in, in the African context. There's Ubuntu, mm. and Ubuntu is about the people for the people with the people. Mm. Right? This is like an over. Don'ts. <laughs> then there's collaboration, partnering. Mm. It's 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 mm. it's called ilim. We all have this concept. We all have this big, you know. When when I'm taking my boys for a, to the bush, I have the money. I have, but without the village and the people mm. in the community working with me, 
there can never be men mm. because I need those those people. Mm. So those are the kind of things that we need to think. But also I feel like unless Western people understand African people, mm. we're going to be having this conversation in 20 mm. years' time. I want you to say I like, are we going to stop and then start again? Mm. Okay, I'll, 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 we can do that. Okay. <laughs> All right, listeners, um, as you can hear, we're having a lot of fun. And we're back with part two of um, our conversation with Mana and Nadine. Um, and yeah, so I, I was just wanting to pick up on something that Mana was saying about, she used the word collaboration <clears throat> and community. Um, and so I was wondering how we can do that better. So my thinking was, like, how can white people actually do that better? Do you mind answering that? <laughs> <laughs> I have some ideas. I've been how, would it be, how would it be helpful? I think that's the question. How would it be helpful for you? How can I be more helpful? So I'm going to make a simplest example. I think like I I have learned I have I, I'm 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 never a conformist. So I became a Christian and then I've been so curious about because I've don't exist as a Western human being, I exist as an African. And I didn't come to churches where they were double clicking on who I am. So I have done my own journey of understanding who I am. Hence I am saying that if you think in many African settings, whether being a wedding, whether being um, a funeral, whether being a celebration, it's always about the community. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's not necessarily meaning that I must invite you. Mm-hmm. You hear that there's something is happening in so-and-so's house and you want to be part of that. Or you hear that somebody's childhood, something has happened, you want to go and mourn with those people. Mm-hmm. So when we think of even when there's only place where whether the child came while we're going to eat, you don't say go, we're going to eat, you dish for them because you are sustaining a need that is in front of you. Mm-hmm. So there's almost like that open-handedness mm-hmm. that you are willing to be helped and you are willing to help. Mm-hmm. Which the way that I see and how I've grown up is here, <clears throat> becoming a Christian, it's always been like, you come because I'm, I want to get something from you. Mm-hmm. I'm, you're inviting me in your house, you're telling me I must bring my own food. I said to Nathan, I'm not bringing food, I'm coming to your house. <laughs> and then I said, She's can coming I... to supper by me tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like Nadine knows that she doesn't need to ask me. Or she can say, man, I'm downstairs. I say, come. Mm-hmm. So the way that the church and the systems of Christian values, which is um, embedded in Westernism, is that there's always like, almost like... A, you need Yeah, exchange and you need to be invited. All the person will say, Kukumgi, did they celebration? Oh, I'm coming. And that's why if you see a lot of young black people don't get married in their community because it's all about money. Because they know that if it happens there, people don't need invitation. They're going to come because it's a wedding. But people also don't come and become spectators. They, others come to help to cook. Others come help to clean. Others come help to celebrate. 
Yeah, it's a new thing that people hire people to do mm. entertainment. So people come and get involved. Mm. So that is what I think mm. of of if like Jesus was not invited to do the wine. I mean, we are that. But they said, it's, hey, it's finished. And then people knew he's going to do something. <coughs> Probably he was not even invited. I don't know. I mean, that's for theologians to think about. So I think collaboration is when we all know there is a need. Mm -hmm. And therefore, we partake. Mm -hmm. You know, the Bible says contending side by side. Mm -hmm. There is a purpose for that contending. It's for the gospel. So when we collaborate, it's we collaborating um to build a new South Africa. If you think of like all these parties, they're not able to, to, to work together. Why? Their system of collaboration is very Western. There must be a leader. You think of Mandela, every single person tells you that South Africa was released by Mandela. It's a lie. There was a collaboration, there was a conversation. It, there is a, a, a person that gets sent, the, the uncles that get sent, there, there's a name for them, they are sent by the family to negotiate on behalf of the family. Mm -hmm. So when you think of the, 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 the freedom in South Africa, you have to think that Mandela was not the entity. Mandela was part of a group of people that sent him whatever skill he had he became a representation of the, of the, of the group of people. Mm -hmm. So that's why the South African narrative is very like sketchy because there's a man. <coughs> you talk about corruption, there's a man. Mm. Zuma. Zuma is not the only person that ate the money. The apartheid people ate the money, but they are nameless and have no faces. But then you are able to pin it on somebody because that's how we think. So when you think of the organization itself, then you realize that. So I would not say talk about beautiful gates. I. Mm. You don't hear Africans talk about that. Huh. We, it's a collaboration, it's the togetherness for the community. So I think that is that kind of borrowing, but we have to give ourselves time mm. to understand one another. So I think the Western people need to say, how can we learn? Mm. Our, most of the time, sometimes you say something to a Western person and then already they have an answer. You're like, why did you ask if you have an answer? Because you will not never know. Because then you're going to be, okay, you know. Mm. Then you must say. So I think collaboration is knowing and saying like, it's about us. But it's the same thing with churches. It's, it's this church and this church. There isn't the celebrity people leading. It's not the collective, all of us together. Mm. So even when my Brian went, so example, Brian, my husband, was very colonized, no? I told him, you can't buy me a ring without going and ask for the hand of marriage. And you must remember, the hand of marriage is the family comes, we are here to build a relationship. They don't say we are here to look for a wife. We are extending mm. a hand of relationship. Now, this colonized husband of mine decided, because he's the pastor, Tonto Yabon, he was, and then he went by himself. We won't talk about the other things. They show him flames. He returned with no wife. And he was ready to, 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 to describe how crosshairs are. And then he sent his family. And the relationship was different. Mm. Mm. So it's changing the mindset and say, I'm not saying there is no value in individual upliftment. Mm. Mm. But I think 
they need there's a need of an existence of collaboration and ubuntu and working as a community because we're not gonna be we're not gonna if and it was not only the anc that fought for this country there were loads and loads of people and when they won it was not their members that voted for them it was south africans who were seeking change and then from there it's a story for another day <laughs> But that united, when we had 2020, um, in the beginning of lockdown, when South Africans were called mm -hmm. and we were united, there was a movement on how we're advancing the corona. And then the battle without a hole, as Mr. Desmond Dood would say, came. And about clearly they got confused and then we started the fractions. Mm -hmm. That's when the South yeah. Africa became what it was. When we had um, a World Cup and cricket, mm -hmm. When South Africans are united for one purpose, mm -hmm. we are able to achieve. Mm -hmm. And that is what the church needs. Mm -hmm. To realize it's all about Jesus. Mm -hmm. Not about individual churches. Not about the congregants, but about mm -hmm. God's people being liberated. I know that I went south and back, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> this is a south and back podcast. <laughs> I just want to say something about what's <coughs> to this whole notion of solidarity, right? And calling us into community. And we spoke about it in the break when the podcast was mm -hmm. on. But um, I think that white guilt plays a big role mm. in this whole barrier. Um, and the root of that is fear. Mm. And the root of that fear is this sin of apartheid and the mm. lie of apartheid rather mm. the lies of apartheid that told us we are separate mm. you know and that this is god ordained mm. and so we all need black and white and whatever else need to recognize mm. that fear of the other in ourselves mm. is rooted in sin mm. and actually an, an evil system mm. that is not of god mm. Um, because the two responses when we fear usually, we know, psychologists say, is fight or flight. Mm -hmm. And when we, when we need to be called into community and solidarity, um, then actually we need to subdue both of those mm -hmm. and we actually need to stay mm -hmm. in that because that fear isn't of God, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? So we actually need to recognize it for what it is. And I think especially, but this is not only for white people, because I think even for people of color, these spaces are triggering, it's traumatizing for us. We also want to fight or flight. <laughs> We're all human in that almost terrifying space that's being created by a sinful system. And um, so, so that, that, and that fear, I mean, the Bible says, can only be caused out by love. Mm. I, I, we, I, we have a student at the faculty, and I'll name him because he, he says I must name him in. I talk about this story. Mm. Um, during the height of his must fall, um, he stood up in his EFF cap. I don't think Jeff is EFF anymore. Why, Jeff? Why? <laughs> Jeff, and he said, we loved white people, but they didn't love us back. Mm -hmm. We still do. And it's that love mm -hmm. that causes out all fear. Mm -hmm. you know? And as Christians, our love is deeper than the superficial, mm -hmm. you know, in the other kinds of love we describe. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but it's the love is not the oh, we're mm. so nice. We mm. think love is niceness. Mm. Um, what you do at mine about like self emptying about giving up power mm. that's tough stuff. That's not niceness. Mm. Maybe you spoke about brave space at the mm. beginning, that, 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 that's costly. Mm. And I think my invitation to white people, especially, but to all of us, mm. is to stay in the space. I once mm. said that to a colleague. He said, I'm an old white man. It was a transformation mm. workshop. Mm. You don't need me in the space. I said, no. And I mean, that's a little bit sad that I actually had to spend time now explaining this. But I said, no, we need you there. We need your voice there, but we need you to listen more. Mm. Talk less, mm. listen more. Mm. But you don't have to flight. Mm. Mm. And what we see with the rise of Trumpism and other conversation I think answer this is that the sort of global movement um, that's actually call on people, calling on people to fight mm. not racism, mm. but fight anti-racism. Mm. It's bizarre. Mm. Bizarre. Mm. Fight actually the dignifying of people. They don't even know that that's what they're doing. So mm. I mean I think for me it's to stay in the space. Um, to understand that it's a costly space for people of color. Mm. Um, I think it's also like creating the table. Yeah. Um, I will call it iziko, eating mm. together. Mm. <clears throat> and not necessarily food. I think hospitality is about making people. I always say when people come to Beautiful Gate, um, there's a there's a there's a thing that we normally say, be at be at home. Mm. Don't feel at home. Mm -hmm. Being at home, it means that if you are clearing up, we will clear. But if I'm at home, mm. then you, the person who will be doing this thing. And I think one of the... Um, I want to challenge both people of color and white people. I think the, the, the challenge with people of color, we need to stop being hypocrites. Mm and pretend in front of white people mm. and then behind the scene and say something different. Mm. But the second thing is that if we believe we are created in the image of God and we are family, we need to be brave and be honest when we do not like things. But mm. we mustn't wait until and we are angry. Yeah. Mm. Because I, I've been um, kind of like looking at why African leaders become dictators. Because I was going through like a very like, you know, when you are a new leader, there's a whole lot of things that you're not aware. And I think one of the biggest things is, is that we talked about, we always welcoming as African people, whether we create a space, I will leave my bed for the visitor. There's always a space for, for, for visitors. But one of the things that we have not learned is that we get so comfortable and hospitable and we don't know when we say enough is enough. Mm -hmm. By the time we do that, we are so angry. angry. Mm -hmm. And then we are named dictators because when you came to my house, you say, I'm going to stay for such a long and this is what I'm going to do. And then sometimes we're patient enough because we, mm -hmm. we again, that value of people before task. Mm -hmm. And then people overstay their welcome or people never acknowledge me as their host, host. Yeah. and then and then when we rise now you are scared because you came and you didn't consider me as your hostess mm -hmm. you came and took over like a camel 
They said when they came out, put the thing mm. on, you must hit the nose or else both of you will be out. Mm. And I think our hospitality, sometimes it's like that. Mm. But then the other hospitality, you sit there as a project and interview. Mm. Mm. There is no space for, uh, for someone to say, I actually want to know you mm. as minor mm. and learn from you. So that I can learn from you too, because mm -hmm. there's an assumption that we know each other. Mm -hmm. But honest truth, we know of our cultural mm -hmm. understanding from a broader sense. I don't know Karen as a mm -hmm. person. Mm -hmm. Karen knows about everyone saying, oh, Mina is my friend. And mm -hmm. then Mina is laughing everywhere, you know. And, and, but you've never spent time with me. Mm -hmm. And also when you spend time with me, you've spent time with the hype minor. Mm -hmm. Because that's how I show up. Mm. But you don't know the cool and calm and thought-provoking mm. minor. Mm. And then you assume from the few interactions, this is who I am. Mm. Or you come with that, you know, when white people are angry, they don't leave it outside. They come to the meeting, they throw the keys, and then you're like, oh, ah, fire in the name of Jesus. And then I, you're like, okay, this is where we are right now. So... But then we don't double-click. So we need to... Hospitality means... We, both sides need to create space to know one another mm, yeah. so it's that reciprocal. we can be better yeah. champions of one another. Mm, and the gospel doesn't challenge either or. It mm. challenges us both mm. to come to the center, mm. to come to the foot of the cross. And that's why Christ made us one in mm. him. Mm. Unless we understand that, we're going to have these conversations. For mm. eternity. Until... And that like relationship takes time, doesn't it? It's not takes a one sort. It's, it's, it's relational. It's relational. And it's taking, it's going to, from the Western side, mm. patience is not a, a value <laughs> because everything is quick. Mm. Because you've never had to wait for anything. Mm. You've never, yeah, people, you know, I love when people sing like, oh, I've worked hard. You're like, someone left their house at 4.30 to make sure that they mm. come to your house. That is working hard. Mm. So I think it's all of us to understand the privileges that, I think our privilege that we've been given is that perseverance. Mm. And, and, and I, I like to call it the gift of stickability. Mm. You stick until you cannot stick anymore because mm. there's a hope that somebody will change. But then on the other side, it's my way or the highway. And those are sinful things that mm. we need to put at the foot of the cross and say, what are the cultural things that we all bring mm that um what is the uvalen you're english you went to england now <laughs> when so, something that <laughs> i'm trying to find the english word i'm like that makes sure that your that prevents that prevents this unity we're looking for because both of us have to de take the jerseys off and put on Christ mm -hmm. because that's when we were able to recognize you know your kids because there's something particular that makes them your kids mm -hmm. that is what makes us God's people we need to look for those mm -hmm. things and say what are the things that makes us God's people mm -hmm. because if we don't have those things shame we, we I'm speaking more from a Christian we're going on from a Christian perspective mm -hmm. so um, I mean because that is the reason for me that I continue. is because I know that I'm going to spend eternity with you. So I might as well make it work here. Mm. And, I, and I do think that whole perspective of, you know, as Christians, 
something that I had to come to terms with is that a lot of activists work out of anger. Mm. Anger is what drives them. Mm. Anger is what keeps their activism alive. But that runs out. Mm. And that burns you out. Mm. You can't mm. live on anger. Mm. <coughs> um, instead, we have to live on that vision mm. of, of God's, God's imagination, yeah. God's vision of shalom for, mm. for all of us. You know, we're not driven. Yes, we do get angry, and ang- anger is a human mm, emotion, mm. and we're human. And Jesus threw things over the mm, table. Yeah. That's a whole other podcast. Mm. But, <coughs> but that shouldn't, that can't sustain me mm. yeah. on this on this journey. Mm. It can't sustain me on this journey. Mm. I have to be sustained mm. by you know the vision of 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 mm. the throne in Revelation, where we're all going to gather together. Mind that's what you, mm. you know. Um, you're reminding me of that vision. Um, that, that, that is, we're going to worship together. Mm. And it's, it's, it's all, I've said it before on this podcast, one of the things that breaks my heart is that, um, Nadine, in, in activist spaces that are outside the church, which are rich and wonderful and good things are happening, but they're often, they can be harsh places. Mm. So um, if you get something wrong, um, it can be a harsh place. But we know with with God, there's space for mistakes with mm. with one another, and and it's a sadness for me that we're not fully, you know, invested in all the things we've spoken about as as mm-hmm. Christ followers uh, with one another, because we we can we know what it means to have grace and space for one another. I'm not saying activist spaces. Outside the church, never have that, but they can be harsh places. But the problem is that, having said that, most people that are activists and angry who are Christians, they've been hurt by the yeah. very same mm-hmm. gracious mm-hmm. church mm-hmm. because the church has not understood mm-hmm. the holistic mm-hmm. part of the gospel. That we are not saved to read our Bibles and go to heaven, mm-hmm. we are supposed to. Mm-hmm be transformed and be made more and more like Christ and make changes. God is not going to come to heaven and put a hose pipe and feed all of us. That means we partake with God. Mm. And when people do that Mm. and the church doesn't understand it, it, they label them. Mm. And then the same space that we're saying like it's harsh, Mm. then they will say we want to because we want to hear. And people sometimes they don't end up not being Mm. Christians, but they are so hurt Mm. because the church is not even able to say, I am so sorry mm. on behalf of my church. We know people that have been wounded by the church mm. because yeah. they are standing for this, but we've never ever say, mm. how are you? Mm. I am so sorry for the pain. That is That's the gospel. Yeah, Which love they, what, what were you saying? About love. Yeah, yeah. about love. I mean, and, and the whole thing of cost, costliness, mm. eh? the cost of being disciples. Mm. Um, Repentance is part of that. Mm. Repentance is not nice. Who wants to repent? No, nobody. Not me. But we see repentance in a very individualistic <laughs> way. You know, yeah. Yeah. just just saying sorry for what I did to I kicked the dog this morning. Yeah. Whatever you yeah, know, yeah. my my individual sin. And private, private, not privatized. Yeah, yeah, private. But actually, we haven't yeah. repented. That's that's the restitution conversation. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, that anyway, is. that's another conversation for another day. But I liked. Um, just picking up on something you were saying that it's not one person, it's not the black person or the white mm. person. The way I see it in the church, it's like we creating this new space. Yeah. Yes. We shouldn't be yes, we shouldn't be trying to fit into each mm. other's spaces. Mm. As Christ followers, we're creating a new space. Mm. And that's how we move 
you know, this. And that's hard. And it is hard. Because that's, we come with our trauma. We all do. And then that's why it says there's no Jew, yeah. no Gentile, yeah. no slave, no free. There must not be a black church or white church. Mm. There must be a church of Jesus Christ yeah. that when I come, the pastor thought of me whether I am there or not in his oh sermon God. so that I can feel that he's speaking to me because he's got enough examples in his own culture. Mm. His work mm. is to all also... All her work, all her work. His, English. <laughs> <laughs> you see, these people are traumatizing me now. He, she. <laughs> His or her work must be representation that I am mm. preaching here so that anybody mm. does not associate this church by the color of the yeah. people in the pews, mm. but by the love of Jesus, by the conviction of the spirit. Mm. You know, there are things I could say that people have said in these churches where you're like thinking, really? But uh, we're not in the business of fighting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, no, no. I'm saying like so that people we must it must stop. Like I think mm. it pains me that 28 years later mm. there is still no evidence of a church that represents God's people. Mm. We're still talking about this yeah. two thousand odd years after when Jesus Himself that we really, really love so much says love is the thing that mm. because love many of us are married to the africanas not me <laughs> that is love when you yeah. cross no it's it's a good shot because <laughs> because there is a history of pain mm. and suffering mm. but love did not see that so a man and a woman mm. and they love each other mm. that is what the work of the church should mm. be like mm. that we see a sister and a brother who needs the love of Jesus? Not project that, oh, yeah. we have like mm. a, the DA wants yeah. the mm. census. We've got 10 of them. Mm. That's enough. It's good. <laughs> no. Do, do you know what I mean? We've, no. We've yeah. got God's people. Because the unity of going to the broken townships mm. and, and, and the constantians, it's in people of mm. God working together. Mm. Because our children... Bring those people in our homes. Mm -hmm. We don't know how to deal with them mm -hmm. because we don't know what we do not know. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I must go and eat the heaven. <laughs> she has still too coffee. <laughs> Ladies, oh, it's been wonderful. Mm -hmm. and, and, um, and listeners, um, the questions that Karen and I had, we totally diverted. And we, we believe we, we, go, where we, we go where we go. We go where we go. But it's been so. <laughs> But it's been so enriching. Mm. Thank you so much for giving up mm. of your Thank time. You and um, I think what you had to say, we need to hear as Christians, as Christ followers, you know, mm. um, because we should be those pockets of hope and pockets mm. making the difference. Mm. And um, mm. so you've given us lots to think about. So I think that's it. Listeners. It's a wrap. Yep. <laughs> Until next time. Thank you. Yes. Bye. Bye.